give it up for the boys in green Welcome to the podcast Hello there everyone It's me, Diddly Din Marquez, Diddly Din How's it going? Diddly Din Not too bad, Diddly Din Thanks for asking, Diddly Din You didn't even ask, Diddly Din You dirty whore, Diddly Din You filthy prick, Diddly Din Why wouldn't you care, Diddly Din Well I don't care, Diddly do it's at the podcast. It is number 94 on June, August 15th. Here we go. Oh, I am Goosed. And I'm trying to sing to wake up me brain. I am Goosed. And it is 8.15 at night. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. Time. Night. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, night. Time. Sing it. Hi, 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 Goose, 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 ghost. It's not working. I'm tapping my feet, tapping my toes. Oh, I'm fucking ghost. But I am drinking coffee like a fucking ape. I am drinking coffee like a fucking ape. I will never sleep, but I don't sleep anyways. So I don't really care, cause I don't sleep anyways. Oh, imagine my life if I got in some sleep. Oh, I'd be dancing all the way to the bank. But now when I go to the bank, the bank teller flirts with me. And then she stops flirting when she pulls up my account. Cause everyone in LA is a billionaire. So if you're not a billionaire, she doesn't fucking care. Oh, goo 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 ghost, he is ghost. T i m b m b o, he is ghost. We used to sing the song in college during soccer. T is t i m b o because our guy was nicknamed Timbo. He is T, terrific. He is I, intelligent. He is M, magnificent. He is B. Bullshit, he is O-T-I-M-B-O T-I-M-B-O I hope Timbo's listening T-I-M-B-O T-I-M-B-O And then someone else would take over the chant saying He is T, he is tenacious, he is I, he is isolated, he is M, he is Mankey, he is B, he is Butch, he is O. Well, I am Goohoost. But maybe the song has helped us. I wonder if it's still listening. Three minutes in, we're still singing. There's the first people, there's the first. That's the longest song. Or no, maybe I did a 10 minute song before. Who knows? Number 94. Somebody has to go through the archives. I'll ask the producer. Producer, will you go through the archives? I will. Sound producer, nice one. Anytime. You're a good man, producer. Thank you. Jeez, you're, uh, you're actually pretty good looking too. Oh, you're too nice. Getting on well, well say my producer, you know yourself. Oh, I chucked that full mug of coffee while I was singing a song. Don't ask me how I do it. Because you're a genius. Ah, Jesus, producer, you're too kind over there behind the sound booth. Anytime. Shout out to the producer, Timbo. Shout out to uh, producer Timbo today. Really give it some nice feedback, Timbo. You, you paid me money to sing that song, and you know it worked out for all of us. We got woken up, and you got a little song, and you got a little, you're finally revealed. Thank you. 
Finally revealed to the to the world. Anything to say? No. Good man, Timbo. Keeping it short and sweet. That's what we like it. It's short and sweet. Like some women like their penises. Short and sweet. As opposed to short and salty. I'll say no more. I've said too much. I'll say no more. I've said short and salty and covenant baby bird. I said too much. I'll say no more. I'll say no more. Sure, go on. I'll say no more. I've said too much. I know, Timbo. I said I said too much. You've said, Timbo, you're being cut off. Cut out of the loop, Timbo. Out of the loop. You're in the loop for a few minutes. Now you're back out of the loop. Not many people can get into my loop. My loop or my hoop. And Ireland, the hoop is your anus. Stay out of my hoop. Stay away from my hoop. I'll give you a kick in the hoop. Oh, I got a hoop sting. Ah, oh, loop sting. A ring. That's another thing. A ring sting. Ring sting in Ireland means you've uh, itchy anus. Itchy asshole. Someone's been talking about you. That's another Irish saying of your asshole is itching. That means an asshole talking about you. Oh, a lot of assholes be talking about me, it seems. A lot of assholes talking about me. But I've said too much once again. I've said too much. I'll say no more. I'll say no more. I'll say no more, Timbo. Say no more. I won't. Say no more. I won't, Timbo. I better say more for the podcast. But thank you. Thank you for the wise words, Timbo. Ring sting. Keep you in the loop. Or keep you out of the loop. You never know. I could cut you loose. I'm a, I'm a swift... Firm, stern man. I'm very stern. I like to be stern. Stern and firm, except in the bed. Then I'm soft and sweet. Soft and sweet. Covered in baby powder. I've said too much. I've said too much. You've said too much. I know, Timbo. Jesus, for the love of God, I said too much. Oh, this coffee mixed with me being goosed is make me talking gibberish, but I don't really care. I am fucking goosed. Oh, I am goosed. I am absolutely goosed. And I have to go out after this. Heidi, heidi, ho. Yup, yup, them steps. Hibla, hibla, hubla, he. Heidi, hooli, he. Why am I goosed? You say, well, I slept very poorly last night, as I do. Slept poor. I have, I can relate to young parents, parents of young children. I can relate to new parents. I too am very tired all the time, except you have a reason, and I don't. Well, besides drinking coffee at 8.20 at night, and staying up, and being out late, and doing comedy late, and then going getting food late, and then coming home late, and then needing to decompress late, and then being on my phone late, then turning off the lights late, then reading a book late, then looking at my phone late, then wondering why I can't sleep late while I'm shining the phone light into my face from a few millimeters away late. Then I stay up and I say, why the fuck can't I sleep? Nothing makes sense. There's probably booze still in my system too from the weekend. But I can't explain it. I can't explain it. Despite all those things, I can't imagine why. And it's really hot. Still late. But I have the AC pumping, so I can't blame that. But I can't blame... I can't figure it out. I've been trying to figure out why can't I sleep. And despite all those things I listed out, I don't think any of them are the reason. Maybe it's just a psychological thing. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe it's physical maybe i'm dying 
You never know. It could be in my head or it could be dying. If it is in my head, can I fix it? Potentially. If I'm dying, can I fix it? Potentially. But then again, who knows? Who knows what's around the corner for any of us? I know I'm goose today. I was up till four. And then I woke up at maybe nine. And between that time, those five hours, I woke up many times. And for some reason, I was sweating like a hooer. Woke up sweating like a hooer. I can't tell. I bought like a sleeping mask. Kind of works, but now it gets annoying. That was making my face sweat. And then I bought these earplugs. They kind of work, but sometimes they make my ears itch. Oh, no, I actually put in iPhone earphones, whatever they're called. So I can listen to a white noise or brown noise. If you got the brown noise app, that'll help you sleep. But then um, I'm after abuse and everything. Like my liver and my hope. I've abused it immensely. And now I just can't sleep. And that's how it is. That's how it is. It's like I'm a new parent of a new newborn children. Speaking of which, my brother and his wife had baby twins two, nay, nay, two days ago. Two more, two more children in their clan. They now have four. Two boys, two girls. Twins. I found out I had twins. I woke up yesterday and I wrote this joke about if LA has changed me. And besides the fact that I now inhale secondhand crack smoke, hate gluten, and cry myself to sleep, I would say no, it hasn't changed me. I'm still the same person, despite the crack and smoke, gluten, crying in my sleep. And as I wrote that joke, I got a text saying, oh, just had twins. They're doing great. Tom and Leah, they're doing great. Scott and Anna, they're they're sister and brother. They're doing great. You're an uncle to four, to four. And I was like, ah, gave birth to twins? Well, I gave birth to a crackhead. Smoking joke. I don't smoke crack. But I've definitely inhaled crack smoke since I've been in L.A., so, you know, if you were to add up yesterday, how our days went between myself and my brother, you might say that I'm definitely the, the favorite son out of my family. There's no doubt about it. Writing some great crack jokes. My brother's bringing in some new grandchildren to my parents' world. And I'm bringing in some new crack jokes to the world of comedy. And you know, you could say they're on par. Mine probably will make a last, more lasting uh, impression in the world. But who am I to judge? Who am I to say that's for definite? I'm not saying it's not, but you never know. You never know where those crackhead jokes can go. I like that crack. I've definitely said this on this podcast before, but crack in Ireland is fun. And crack in America is a dirty drug. One of the dirtiest drugs out there. You want some crack? I'd love some fun. Next minute, you're in a hotel room. You're looking for crack. It's three in the morning. You were promised fun. You were told, come to my crack den, which you assumed was somewhere that people went. Um, somewhere that people went to have fun little den of fun. You want to go to the crack den? Oh, sounds like a little fun spot. Count me in. You show up and it's a hotel room. And there's a woman smoking crack. Cocaine. 
inhaling blue smoke and exhaling it into your face. And you're like, what is this going on? And you're like, this isn't crack. This ain't the crack I asked for. And then a dude comes in and the dude is an older man who looks like Santa. And he looks at the woman and he says, yeah, you found someone. You found someone. But he says in an American accent, you found someone. You found someone. You found someone. Golly, you found someone. And the girl says, I have. And the boy says, what is going on here, guys? Hey, guys, I just came up here for some fun, some crack. What's happening? And then the old man makes an odd proposition. He makes an odd call. He makes a call that you say, what the fuck is happening? Where did my life end up? And the call is, he says, hey, man, hey, boy, just relax, because we're all just going to suck your dick. And then you say, excuse me. And then the man says, you heard me. It's just going to be a fun time. And then you say, oh, that doesn't sound like the crack that I was after. Now, you offered me crack. You know, I think there's a, there's a slight discrepancy between what you're offering and what I'm asking for. What you're laying down is not what I want to be put down. What you're spreading on the table, I'm going to shift the table and go to the other side of the table. I hear what you're cooking, but I don't like the smell of it or inhaling it. And the woman says, calm down, just let them suck your dick. And you say, I am being calm. Why am I uh, your camera to me? Is that the crack? Why am I the frantic one now? What's going on? And then you lie and you say, you know what? My buddy would love for his dick to be sucked. So can I go get him? And then we'll all have the crack. And they believe you. Then you get out of there. You get out of there scot-free. Scot-free. Unfortunate that Scott is my nephew. But there we go. You get out of there and you're, you're away home. And you wake up the next day and you're like, well, by Christ, that was a weird one. Well, Jesus, we got away with that one. Well, thank God. No crack. It won't happen again. And it happens again. It happens many times because you're a simple man. You're a simple man, easily led. And all you're doing is looking for fun. Fun with the boys, fun with the girls. Fun with the little, just all out fun. You're lucky. If someone's offering a fun time, you're in there. And you're in there until an old man says, we're just going to suck you off. And you say, this isn't fun. This ain't the crack that I came for. Oh, the coffee's kicking in. If you can't tell... The coffee's kicking in nicely. And then you wake up the next day and you, you, you lie to yourself. You say, that's my favorite part about Saturdays in particular, because Fridays are all, uh, Fridays are the night for debauchery, I think. If you go out on a Friday, it's going to be debaucherous. You have the whole weekend to cover. Saturdays, they can be fun nights. Sometimes they can be debaucherous, but I find Fridays the better night for debauchery to happen. It's better... Just burped into the into the microphone. Excuse me. Thank you, Timbo, in the sound boot. I find Fridays are more debauchery. Saturday, you th- I this is what I like to do on Saturday. I like to walk around and act as if though I'm a really nice guy. I like to walk around and pretend that I am a really lovely boy. I'm a nice little Catholic boy. And everyone thinks I'm the best. And I'm going around and I meet my friend. I met my friend for coffee on Saturday. Friday night, we had a great show, packed house. We had Ron White, Crystalia. 
Michael Anoche, um, Craig Conant, and it was full to the brim. Laugh Factory was the fullest it's ever been. Out the door. They were literally out the door. They couldn't fit them in. People being turned away. Everyone was getting upset. I dodged them all. And we went out after. Well, I went out and I met people. Went around the comedy store and Sky Bar and Den and all over the, all over the town. And then you, you're ending up and you're meeting your friends at places and they're not there. And then you're meeting strangers and they're saying, come on, let's go. You want to come for some crack? And you're like, oh, I love crack. And your brain's like, you know what they're on about. And you're dumb enough to be like, nah, they mean fun. And then you end up at some weird parties and you're like, ah, oh, I got to get out of here. Then you get home. And then you uh, you go about your business the next day like you had a quiet night. Because you're lying to yourself. That's the key. I don't often lie, but when I do, it's to myself or in confession. There are the two favorite places to lie. My, to myself, in my brain, or in confession. Growing up in confession, you'd have to go every week or something in school. And you'd be like, well, I'm not telling the priest my actual confessions because that fucker's going to hold them against me. He's going to judge me. He's going to tell my parents. I know there's meant to be a confidentiality agreement here, but I don't trust this fucker. I don't trust him. It's not even a proper confession box. It's a modern church and there's it's a wide open space and you can sit in a chair. You don't even have to kneel down now. You can sit in a chair in the other corner of the room and it's bright. It's meant to be dark and secretive this is a bright room and he can see you and he's kneeling down or he can sit down and you're like you're in a living room just having a chat like a therapy session except there's no therapy in ireland because that's criminal for some reason so you just go to confession and you ask for god for forgiveness and god lives in your brain that's where he lives let's not make any fuss about it that's where he exists in your brain and you're saying please god please brain hey brain Will you forgive myself, brain? And the brain will say, I will forgive yourself. I will forgive you myself if you do these simple tasks. And you have to say ten Hail Marys and five Our Fathers. And then you have to feel the weight of guilty conscience because you know it's not gone because it's in your brain. God has not taken it away. It's still in your brain. Your brain has not taken it away from your brain. And you're like, what is this weight? God said it would be gone. But it's all up there in the old noggin. It's all sitting pretty. And now you're going to have that guilt for life. Welcome to my brain. Pleased to meet you. It is a great place to um, learn how to lie. What did you do this week, Mark? Ah, sure, you know, I told my mom no when she said clean the bedroom. And I took a couple of sweets that I wasn't meant to take and uh, I kicked my brother in the stomach I don't know why I was always kicking my brother in the stomach but that was the lie I used to tell and the priest would be like alright five five our fathers ten Hail Marys out you go you know what to do they'd be like thanks thanks priest thanks father Joe and then you go off and you go out and you you kneel down in the in the, in the pew in the pew and then you say, you say 
two Our Fathers and you say maybe two Hail Marys and you lie. You lie again. You lie to God. You didn't say them all. You're going to hell. You're a bad boy. Oh, you're a bad boy. Oh, you're a bad boy. And you keep that in the back of your head. You keep it in the back of your head that you're a bad boy. But then you move to L.A., and people are like, why are you doing religion? And you're like, because that's what we all do. And they're like, it's not. It's all in your head. It's all made up. And you're like, oh, no. And then you're like, wait, I can just not think guilty that I'm guilty. I can just think that I'm not a bad, I'm not a bold boy. Oh, God, please save me. And then it gets, it gets better. The Catholic guilt gets better. It fades, fades slowly away. It's still there. Mind you, it's still there. It'll always linger. Especially when you wake up and you're like, Christ on a stick, what happened last night? Do you remember what the fuck happened last night? Let's fill in some gaps, but we could be spoofing ourselves. Oh, 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 we're making up scenarios to create something that happened. You might have actually been in bed, but you don't know. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And then you're like, all right, I'm just going to pretend nothing happened. And then you go out. <coughs> Excuse me. And you say, oh, I'm a good boy. Going around your daily. I might buy some flowers. I might buy some flowers for my abode. That's how much of a model citizen I am. Jesus, I'm a real gentleman. I'm buying flowers for myself. Who loves themselves? Who self-cares? And you're just lying to yourself. That's nice. It's it's funny how stuff is all in your head. I was talking to my buddy today about it. I can't remember how it came up, but how you can convince yourself. He used the term self-preserve, and you can just like self-preserve yourself. <clears throat> and you can be like, nah, that's cool. Nah, that's all right. Nah, that, nah that's for the best. Like if something happens, and I'll be like, ah, no, that's grand. That's grand. No, that's only that's only there to make me stronger. And you're just like you're lying to yourself. It'd be funny if you'd like a conversation. If you could see, we were trying to think of a. It'd be unreal if there was a way that you could. There was like a TV channel or something where you could see actually what happened, instead of it just being from your point of view, or from the other person's point of view. Even our conversation today, if we could watch a channel after, it'd be like oh. That's actually what happened. Whereas in my head, this is how I thought I was coming across. And in your head, you thought it was like this. And then you're just lying to yourself. Something bad. Hope. That's another weird thing, isn't it? Hope is all in your head. You can be hopeful and be like, or not. You can just choose to be one or the other. And that's all in your head. It's mental. It's literally mental. It's mental how mental it is. Like... Hmm. We couldn't really figure it out. Um. <coughs> but it's funny. Like you could be. I used to do. I don't know if I did, how long ago I did this job. But you could say like you could if you're having sex. The best part about having sex is that you can think about someone else. It's all in your head. Or you could be like if there's a guy and a girl in the front row. You're like ah. Oh. Sarah, is this your girlfriend? And he's like, yeah. And you're like, oh, during sex, I could think about her. Or I could think about you. I could think about anyone. You can, th- it's all in the head. It's meant to like how we perceive stuff. And if we want to lie to ourselves, you're just like, all right, I'm lying to myself Friday night. Nah, it was grand. Grand, didn't do anything. 
Saturday night? Oh, I'm sure I was home by 12. My Uber says I was out till 4, but I was home by 12 in my own brain. I'm just going to go with that. Let's just lie to ourselves. Or potential, that's another good one. I've got a world of potential. Where? In my head. All in my head. Are you going to do anything about it? You bet your life? No. Are you going to be upset about something? Ah, I'm not where I am in my life. In my in my head, I should be much further. But in reality, you're not doing anything. And you're going to live a mediocre life. But in your head, you think you deserve more. It'd be funny if you could just be like, ah, here's the actual truth. I suppose you, if you had a friend. But if I had a buddy, that's another place I think I lie. I had a buddy recently. And he was just like, oh, I got some women issues. And I knew straight away that she was ghosting him. After talking to him for ages. And um, ghosting is kind of funny. You just got to let go. That's a good thing. I read a book before, The Tao of Pooh, where you just got to let go of everything. And then you don't attach anger and shit. You're just like, all right, if you want to do that, you do it. I'm not going to get angry. You can let go. That's why if anyone does me wrong, I'm just like, all right, you chose to do that. I'm not going to be... I'll be pissed, but then I'll just fuck you. You're gone. You're you're out of the loop. You're out of the loop. You had a chance, and you're out of the loop. Like if a girl cheated on me, I'd be like, all right, fair enough. That's how it is. I'm not going to be like, oh, no. You just got to be like, all right, there we go. There's the choice. People make choices. You sh- maybe if you hit it better. I would never have found out, and in my brain, nothing would have changed. But then I found out, and in my brain, it changed. And it's mental how mental. A shift in the brain. Everything's down the drain. It's funny, cheating in L.A. is like rampant. I remember my old neighbors, they used to be mental for it. It was like a rich dude and his hot wife. And the dude wasn't good looking. And the wife just didn't give a fuck. She was in it for the money. And she used to tell him, he caught her cheating. I can't remember who it was with. And I remember one time overhearing him. I used to hear him crying. And he was like, he used to get her a servant. He got to her like a maid or a butler after she cheated on him. She didn't work. He worked. And he got her a servant, a maid, so that she wouldn't leave him. And then one time at dinner or something, like this, I heard him saying, uh, she was like fed up with him crying and like giving out to her. She was like, look, I'm sorry that you caught me with him. That's it. Are we eating dinner or not? She like put the foot down even though she cheated. And he stopped crying and they ate dinner. And now I believe they're having a baby. So that's nice. Definitely didn't think they'd make it to baby stage. But I suppose that's, I think that's called the 18 year plan in in Hollywood. A girl told me that before. This nut job. She was like, are you famous yet? And I said, why? And she's like, because I'm going to try and catch you for the Hollywood Hollywood plan and I was like what's that she's like have sex without a condom and I was like what thinking she was out to give her piss because you know that's rampant in this town and I said what does that mean she said um, it's when you have sex with a guy that you know is rich and you have his baby 
because that means he's going to be paying you money for at least 18 years. And you're like, what? And then you know that she's a nut job. And you knew all along. But she confirmed her nut jobness. And she said, haha, joking. And she tried to have sex with me without a condom. And I did it. And now I'm paying her money for 18 years. <laughs> Imagine that. I didn't do it. Thankfully, I ran away. I ran for the hills. I was in the hills, but I ran further up the hills because I needed a workout. And I get away from her. And I sweated it out and I came home. No 18-year plan. But I remember my neighbor there. Oh, yes, they had definitely have a child, maybe two by now. It's funny. I think in LA, when women get bored, they have children. When men get bored, they cheat. That's how it works here. I think marriage is tough here. You need like 10 million. You need to be filthy, filthy rich and then be okay with cheating. That's the only way I think it can survive. Obviously, if any of my married friends are listening, they definitely are. They'll be like, not us. He doesn't mean us. He doesn't mean us, Susan. Or Susan could be like, nah, he doesn't mean us, Timbo. Who me? No, not you, Timbo. Not you in the sound booth. Um, otherwise they all marriages here last like six months max not max but they can be that short that's how it is there's not worse than finding out your buddy got caught cheating it's very sad it's very sad you never want anyone to be sad and that's why it's sad I found out a girl was cheating recently she got caught I felt bad she was living with the dude. I heard a dude and a girl the other day recently, and they were on a date. And it seemed like a first date. And uh, the guy was like, where are we going? Let's go to have sex, it seemed. And the girl was like, we can't go to my place. My boyfriend's there. And the guy was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I presume they went to his. But like people would... It's <laughs> hilarious. I don't know anyone... Dates more than one person. One date is tough enough. But two, two or three. Juggling dates? Dates, Jesus, they're the toughest things ever. I feel like this was in LA too. Date this is what I thought the other day, that dating in LA will make you think you met your soulmate, but then it will also make you think make your soulmate think, oh, there could be a better soulmate around the corner. So no one's ever content. And everyone's keeping their eye out just in case there's someone better just down the street, the next coffee shop. Oh, you met an amazing person? Well, fuck it, you might meet a new amazing person in a minute. Who's slightly richer or more famous or better looking than you? Fucked it off if you had stayed together with Trevor or Susan. So everyone's on the constant edge of being like, oh, unless they catch an A-lister and then they're like, oh, I got my soulmate. Or someone really rich that can fly them around in private jets. Then they're like, that's my soulmate, baby. Private jets equals private soul. Plus, you hear people like if you hear talking, having a conversation with people in LA. I don't know how people get to know each other by talking because it's just people having like soliloquies at each other or just on their own. They're just talking, the other person talking, talking to the clouds, talking to their phone, just having their own little little bubble of joy. 
And the people are just like, oh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, it was fun. You're like, oh, it wasn't fun because I was just talking. I actually did my own one-man show while we were talking on this date. The other person's like, oh, that's perfect. I actually recorded my podcast. And the other person's like, oh, that's why you were singing so weird. And I'm like, yeah. And the girl's like, well, what did you think of my one-woman show? And I said, well, is it a comedic show? She said, it's a stand-up show. And you're like, but it wasn't funny. And then they're like, but it was dramatic with a couple of funny jokes. And you're like, but they weren't really jokes. They were just like um, humorous buttons to sad stories. And then you'll be like, is this stand-up? Is this what stand-up is now? And then you'll be like, I don't know. And then the girl will be like, I'm quitting comedy. And you'll be like, oh, well, at least you're making a point and you're standing by it. And you, she'll be like, no, I'm actually not quitting comedy. And you'll be like, oh, like when those bands say they're quitting music forever and then they come back pretty soon just for a gimmick. Just for marketing bullshit. And you'll be like, yeah, that's what I did. And then the person will be like, are you talking about Nanette on Netflix? And you'll be like, no. So that's what dating's like in LA. Don't know what the rest of the world is, but... I wonder if people get upset. They'll be like, no, Nanette. Jeez, I wrote a tweet the other day that made people so upset. It was mental how upset they are. And it's mental how mental they are. I'm going to read some replies. I wrote that like, here's what I wrote. I want to get it up on my phone so then I can read the replies. Read the replies. I said, let me get it. Calm down, people. Calm down. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. There was this one time a dude told me he bought a wooden flute to play when he was stuck in traffic. And I swear to God, I almost moved back to Ireland. That wasn't a tweet, but that was a different one. If he looks over in traffic and you saw a guy playing the flute, doodle-doo, <laughs> like, what? what is going on? I'd love if a girl went on a date with a dude and they were in the Uber and they were stuck in traffic. And he was like, watch this. And he pulled out a wooden flute and he was like, doodle-doo. She'd be like, oh, my thighs are burning. They're yearning and burning for you. Where's this bloody tweet? Oh, I tweeted too much this week, but we got a couple of gems. Fuck me pink. Where is it? Where is it? Come on. Come on, Eileen. You know what I mean. Ha, ha, ha. Do, 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 do. Do you know what's annoying too? When people are like, I love when guys are become uncles and then they they act like, oh, this is the greatest the greatest moment of my life. Being an uncle is the greatest honor of my life. Like they gave birth. They gave birth to Bert and Ernie. I love being an uncle. It's such an honor and it's been a tough, tough process, but we got here. They are the joy of my world. I'm an uncle now, and I I did it all. You were like, you didn't. It's a bit of, I don't live closer to my nephews and nieces. Because, oh, I'd, I'd have them. Oh, that was a dumb thought. Do you know about crack babies? 
I'd make my new twin niece and nephew. I'd make them into crack babies, but not the American crack. The Irish crack. Oh, we'd have some laugh. We'd have some laugh together, me and the babies. Be throwing them all up into the air, being like, isn't this fun? And my brother and his wife be like, get him away from the babies. And I'd be like, Bob, we're having great crack. We're having great crack. And we'd all be rolling around on the ground crying and whatnot. And we'd be like, ah, oh, this is great crack. This is great crack for the lads. Crack babies. And they'd be like, oh, you're a crack baby. And I'd be like, oh, I'm a crack baby, baby. I tweeted so much this week that I can't find it. Here's a dumb tweet. Women and horses are a lot alike. They both hate me. Oh, true classic. If I can't find this within the next four scrolls. Then. All right. Here. Come on. Come on, big boy. Come on, big boy. Timbo, you should have had this done. All right, here's here's the tweet. <coughs> Female orgasms are a lot like... Oh, did well speaking. Female orgasms are a lot like religion. There's no physical proof, so you just have to believe. Probably a perfect joke. And then, then it started coming in. Usually women with up-close... Um, avatars or dudes with cartoon avatars if you're oblivious to the physical proof then you're doing it wrong how dare you make a joke if you aren't seeing physical proof you aren't doing it right so what you're saying is you've never given a woman an orgasm if you do it right there's plenty of physical proof if there's no physical proof you might be doing it wrong I would point out that organized religion has often been used to attempt to exert control directly over other sexuality, particularly that of women. I can believe that at least. What the fuck does that even mean? I get the point. Good man. Thank you for replying to the joke. If you see no physical proof, then you are probably doing it wrong from a female who knows better. Thank you for understanding humor. Very 1962 take. Thank you for getting the joke. Nothing else going on in your life. No sympathy. Just jeers. Pornhub. Oh, good work. Your understanding of female arousal and orgasms is like religion. Fails to accomplish anything tangible and only satisfactory to the most su- suggestible. All right, fucking apes. Give me this bullshit to a joke. Oh, yeah. It feels like a pulsating heart. Duh, you can feel it. You just aren't doing it right, buddy. Come on. If there's no, the fact you think there's no physical proof, you just haven't been present for one. They, they all, I just replied to most of these. You seem like a fun person. They go on and on. Uh, oh, there's proof. There's so much proof. Good man. Oh, there's proof. You've been doing it wrong. Oh, dear. I've had an orgasm. There's not always proof. You feel it. Wait, there's one that's some. Some dude described how a, a vagina contracts. If you think there's no physical proof to an orgasm, they've been faking it, mate. Sorry. Oh, dear Jesus. If you're a guy, oh, you might need better help. I have proof to orgasms. Where's that one loser? Because they're... Have you ever touched a boob? Nice. And they said, yeah, your mother's. Wow, they were beautiful. 
And he said, so the only boobs you ever touched were my eight-year-old mom's. Did you molest her on the bank line? And I said, no, she came over. She's very obliging. Oh, honey, that's unfortunate if that's what you think. Try this instead. Actually, oh, there's a, a dude with a fucking goatee. Actually, you can feel the wall, the contractions of the vaginal walls, and increase pressure on your penis. That's pretty physical. Holy fuck. Here's a girl, Rachel. If any part of you is inside her, you can feel it. The vagina contracts during orgasms. It's sad that any woman would fake it. It's sad that you would fucking reply that to a joke. So that's why I'm not writing any more jokes. Although I wrote this one just a while, just before the podcast. Whenever a girl tells me she's good and bad, I always say, only one way to find out. And then I contact all her exes and get their reports. That's the only way to find out if you're good and bad. Ask the, ask the exes. Is she good? Did she satisfy you? Was she hot? Was she limp? Jeez, there's some people in L.A., I think my new talent is spotting someone who's very hot and then immediately going, no, but she's boring. She mightn't do anything. Could be just a glance, a glimpse, a little glimmer. And you're like, nah, she's boring. It's like people, LA is, I keep seeing people on Facebook or Instagram that have left LA and they're like, I have to get out of LA. The flakiest people, the fakest people. I just need a time to myself and I know these people and they are the flakiest fakest people that I've ever met also some of the dumbest and I mean dumb but they also think they're smart so it's very they're mental we were on about we were on about because this is a team effort me Timbo and you the listener hello Father Joe my only listener Um, they're so mental jeez I, I like the way I went on a tangent and then just lost my train of thought they are the most mental. I remember this one girl, she started saying, I'm not convinced the earth isn't flat. And you're like, oh, Christ, I thought you were hot before. How did I mess that up? But now I believe I have uh, tweaked it. I have tweaked it nicely. So now I can see someone and be like, oh, that, she's beautiful, but she's boring as fuck. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your time. Like we were at the gym today. Oh, that's why I'm so goosed. Went to the gym, me and my buddy Chris. That's another thing. At the gym, if I was on my own, I just get bored and I don't push myself. And I do like, I don't know, 20 minutes on the treadmill and then work out. But when we're together, we're like, all right, let's do half an hour. All right, let's burn 400. All right, let's try and burn 500. And it's all in your head. Physically, we're doing the same stuff. We can do it. I could have kept going. It was just eventually you're like, ah, oh, shit, all right. If we're going to work out more, we can't be here for two hours. <coughs> um, But like some people, oh, there's a gym, Equinox in West Hollywood. There's, there's too many good looking people and none of them sweat. But I saw one girl and I'd seen her once before and I thought she was hot. But also I was like, I bet you she's boring. They were my snap judgments. I saw her at the gym and she was she came same time as us and she must have spent at least 30 minutes sitting on the floor uh, on the phone just on the phone and then she walked over to the machine and then she did some stuff but she didn't break any sweat and it looks like she, it looked like she was hanging out at the gym in full makeup waiting to be discovered 
And it's like, ah, uh, even though she was beautiful, there'd be no way. She'd be so boring, you'd be like, ah, oh, you're driving me insane. Insane. And that's why I'm goosed, because we works out hard as donkey's balls. It's actually good, but also, um, now I'm goosed, and now I'm drinking coffee at eight at night, and I'm gibbering, and now the coffee I feel is wearing off. And it's maybe it's in my head. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's like the hope. Can I get it back in my head? Oh, the hope is there. But is there energy? My body is slumping. My shoulders have now slumped. My elbows are on the table. I was sitting up. I was almost dancing. But now I'm down. I'm feeling maybe my voice has tired me out. Maybe rereading the female orgasms replies have um, has tired me out that Humans are fucking idiots. But we keep the hope, people. We keep the hope that they're all not idiots. You're obviously listening to this and you're not an idiot. Unless you're listening out of spice, which would be an idiotic thing to do. But at least you're listening, so I'll take you. I'll take you. If you're that kind of idiot, I'll take you. Although I do think, I'll leave you with two last thoughts. We have to stop telling people. We've stopped telling good-looking people that they're good-looking because they're just going to end up with no personality and live in L.A. And I'll have to talk to them. Not fun. And I think parents have to stop telling their children that they're talented because that's why the traffic in L.A. is so bad. All these untalented fuckers clogging up the streets and clogging up the system. And now I got to go to the comedy store and it's going to be bad traffic at nine at night. Because a lot of untalented fuckers like you. Say what, Timbo? No, no. Couldn't hear Timbo there. I think he was burning me in the boot. Um, all right, we, we came somewhere. It was a journey, and that's that's what it's all about. The final destination. Huh? It's not about the journey. It's about the final destination. The final destination is... Come to the Laugh Factory. It's Friday. If you're in L.A., show at 7.30. Come along. It'll be mighty. Hit me up on Twitter, at Trickadoo, on Instagram, at the Marquez, or read my books, random, random, or read them on Amazon. Go hunt them down. On that note, good talk to. Sure, go on. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk.